Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The uh, second wave of COVID is hitting small businesses very hard nationally. It was bad enough in the, in the first wave, and we've talked a great deal about this uh, with Dan Kelly, the president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. But then I saw some numbers of small businesses losing money each day. They open in specific regions of Canada uh, during the second wave. And in Toronto, if I have this correctly, during the second wave, 70% of small businesses are losing money each day they open. Dan Kelly joins us. Do I have that right, Dan? It's 70% of small businesses in Toronto and in the city of Winnipeg uh, that have told us that they're, they're actually lo- their sales have dropped again as a result of the second wave, and, and over 50% in those two cities that, have actually, that are actually losing money on a daily basis. A third of businesses across Canada, 37%, losing money every single day they are open on. So let's back up a minute and go back to the numbers that you shared with us a month or two ago about the numbers of small businesses in Canada that are in danger of, clo- of, of, losing, of closing for good and uh, the numbers that are beyond uh, being in danger. You know, it is deeply worrisome. We, we estimated earlier this year that 160,000 businesses may permanently close their doors as a result of COVID-19, not because of other factors. Uh, and then, you know, then the second wave hit. We started to see businesses over the summer you know, start to eke back to a little bit of a more normal income, um, but that all took a turn. We've we've talked. To, I've talked to so many business owners personally who have said not just the additional closure closure measures that have taken a bite out of their sales, but just the fear of a second wave has caused so many consumers to stay home that their sales are dropping once again. And of course, these businesses are already in pretty weak shape. Yeah. Uh, Toronto, 70%. Winnipeg, 70%. Peel region in Ontario, 68%. Quebec City, 61%. Ottawa, 59%. Montreal, 57%. Gatineau, Quebec, 55%. All of Canada, 51% of small businesses losing money each day they open. They can't survive that way. You know, you sure can. And look, you know, what makes it even worse is that some of the government support programs, while positive changes are coming... Um, and they're not in place yet. We we still don't have a functioning rent support program. Yes, something good is coming, but November rent bills are now due, and business owners have, in most cases, no money from which to pay them. Uh, that's going to make this bad problem even worse. And so we're, you know, as the holiday season ticks closer, uh, many of our members say that about half of their annual sales are in the, the six weeks, two months, and the lead up to Christmas. And I'm really worried about what's going to happen. And you see what's happening in, in England right now, where they're doing a complete shutdown once again. And in many parts of Canada, that, that we're moving in that direction. Here in Ontario, where, where you and I are right now, uh, the premiers finally put out some data to show you know where the cases are coming from. And it doesn't necessarily look like the cases are coming from the very businesses that they're shutting down. And, you know, business owners are tired. Uh, you know, they they were so incredibly compliant with the first round and, and have been so far uh, right throughout the entire pandemic. But i got to tell you, some of them are, are starting to wonder if these measures are actually going to lead, you know, that they're, they're singling out certain businesses to close their doors uh, and, and, and really create permanent harm for so many. 
I saw a story on Global News earlier today about a, a Winnipeg restaurant where the owner has been very agreeable to doing things that were necessary to keep, and I'm sure that's the case with restaurant owners across the country, doing what is necessary uh, to keep people safe and healthy and, and keep their environment safe. But he also says, when you look at the actual numbers of people of infections that have occurred, and, and I, I'm just going from memory here, the the action against the restaurants doesn't really isn't warranted based on the numbers that are there. And I'm hearing this come this feedback um, fairly regularly. Last weekend, we spoke with the mayor of Burlington, Ontario, and the region of Halton, which uh, Mr. Ford had talked about, maybe having to pull back into uh, that second um, uh, category of restrictions. They, they were saying the Halton region, four mayors, the regional chairman were saying, well, wait a minute. Look at the numbers, look at it scientifically, and then make the decision based on, on, on that. And it looks like maybe we're, I don't know, Dan, you tell me. Are, are you know, certain sectors of the small business community being unfairly targeted? Or or, or, or are, are are steps being implemented that aren't necessary, unnecessary for them? Well, look, I, mean, look I, I have great sympathy for public health officials and politicians that are trying to make some of these very tough calls, trying to protect society and keep the economy open at the same time. I get that. It's not easy. I mean, you can see the pain on Premier Ford's face, face and, and Premier Pallister the same way. Um, so it's, it's not like I, I dismiss the, the, the work that they are doing. But, you know, when, I, when you listen to Theresa Tam, more and more of it is just trying to limit the amount of time that you are out. So her recommendation is now reduce exposure to other people by 25%. That, to me, in many respects, sounds like a more reasonable way of approaching things rather than saying, okay, these sectors, you've got to shut them down altogether, and these other sectors, you're, you're okay to go, go about your normal business. To me, that's the message that we should have. And some of the businesses that, if you, you can, you can understand why. If you're the gym owner, the the dance studio owner, or the restaurant owner or nightclub owner, that you feel very singled out. And the data isn't all supportive of that. In fact, some public health officials, like in British Columbia, are saying, you know, going to a restaurant with your family is, in fact, in some cases, safer than having that same group gather in your private home, where there are no protections and nobody's seeing what's going on. What do you want the governments to do, CFIB? Well, well, for one thing, we want to make sure that they continue to release the data. And in Ontario, we finally started to see that. That was really good news, and we're encouraged by that. Secondly, we need to make sure that if a government is going to shut down a single solitary business owner, that there are complete supports available to that business to, to help them get through to the other side. It is super unfair to expect that restaurant owner or nightclub owner to, to eat all of the costs of the societal closure themselves. So make sure that you've got programs ready to go the minute that, that a second closure starts and lift the closure uh, the second that you're able to do so. Would I be correct if I were to say that uh, the government, the federal government of Canada, has still not provided the rent support they promised months ago? You're 100% right. The <laughs> rent support program, look, Christian Freeland took over from Bill Morneau. Bill Morneau was locked in, not budging, and I do give Christian Freeland credit for listening and coming up with, I think, a much better approach for rent support, but it isn't in place yet. Uh, October rent is supposed to be supported by a program that is, hasn't even been created. In fact, the legislation hasn't even been introduced. I'm not optimistic that businesses are going to see rent support money till December, and for many of them, they've not had a single solitary cent of support 
this entire pandemic and how many more days can a business survive without it? Yeah, but as the Prime Minister says, we're doing it the Canadian way. We're all doing it together. Uh, again, I don't expect you to respond to that, Dan. It's just me. Uh, I, 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 I feel for these people. We had a, you and I were on the air with a, with a gentleman last weekend or the weekend yeah. before who's put $500,000 of his own money into building a restaurant that was going to seat more than a hundred people. And he's, he has a staff and he's kept the staff and on and he's paying out of his pocket. But because he's a new business, he's not eligible for any of the programs. That is so patently unfair and it's stupid because this at the end of the day is a tax generating business. And if you allow these businesses to disappear, then go try to collect taxes from what? A closed, uh, closed store, a closed restaurant? It doesn't happen. The, the economic repercussions would be massive if the small business community doesn't get the help that the government has said they're going to provide. You're absolutely right. We saw, we saw that uh, last weekend. I have literally every day thousands of examples coming my way Good of grief. businesses that have not gotten a single cent from any of the support programs because they fall through the tracks. A piano, stu- piano studio, woman trying to keep things going for her students, doing it virtually, wherever she can, giving free lessons, uh, not even able to get to see the loan. <laughs> Never mind a subsidy, a loan to try to keep the business going right. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.